Yup Beer, made with all natural ingredients and only $1.85 a can. Available in over 200 locations across Ontario. Visit yupbeer.com to find a store near you. Down by Two Podcast. I am your co-host, Josh Elijah. To my right, Mikey Fulmer. Mickle. How you Michael. doing? Mickle. Mickle. Mickle me timbers. Yo, I'm just uh, I'm hypnotized by fucking fresh bird over there with that green Atlanta Brave on. Ooh, Lady. Lady. That's our producer, Jesse McKay. How you doing, baby? <laughs> Good boys. How you doing today? Yo, huge horn energy out of you, Josh, as always. <laughs> Yo, he's he's, come he's out, got bing, a huge bing, horn. Bing, 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 go, a bango, a bongo. Yo, love the colorway on that Braves, uh, that Braves Bucky, though, you got over there. Not too, not too shabby, eh, boys? Yeah, almost looks like uh, Oakland A's, but it's Atlanta Braves, you know what I mean, baby. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Bars. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yo, episode 25, quarter of a century. We're, we're doing it. Uh, lots of big things uh, coming up here, and we're, we're definitely going to jump into all that. But I just want to highlight our, our guest for the show. Um, it was absolutely, it was divine intervention almost uh, after my weekend at, at uh, Yuck Yucks Niagara. Uh, just seeing him stage right and uh, being able to chat with him even after the weekend and uh, have former NHL uh, winger that used to play for uh, the Vancouver Canucks, Edmonton Oilers, uh, drafted by the Washington Capitals and had a cup of tea overseas, even in Munich. Uh, but we have Steve Pinizzato on the show. Steve Pinizzato, a Pinner. Pinner. I knew his name pin, was going to be pin, Pinner pin, all along. All week I've been referring to him as Pinner. Yo. And then he comes on as Tag. Yeah, Tag. Classic tag name is Pinner. Nailed it. You knew he fired the biscuit around. Yo, by his name and his puck. beak. Yeah, man, definitely a, a, a very seasoned uh, player. I couldn't believe when he said it was 13 seasons and uh, five chips or something yeah, like that. Yeah, a couple was, in the AHL and then uh, three overseas. It was pretty sick. It's just, it's great to have, like, honestly, it really felt like like he was just in the room with us. It, it was just honestly just a fucking chill conversation with, oh. with the bro. Like, I feel like I've known yeah. him for so long. Always I think we a- threw out the show prep right like five minutes in and we were like, all right. Let's just this pretend like we're hanging out. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I think that's our style now too. I always yeah. enjoy these uh, these interviews the most because you knew he was chilling. He cracked a beer, zero he, pressure. Yeah, yeah. He, he had no. He wasn't on his high horse at all about his career and stuff. He just kind of he's just another dude. He's got a couple kids and he's uh, 
Life after hockey. Life after hockey is what it is, man. I mean, like, yo, he's just coming down for Niagara for the weekend to come uh, check out a couple yak yaks. Yo, yeah, now you're you're your big shot again, back on stage performing. <laughs> look at this. Well, look at me now. I don't need this fucking show no more. Kidding, yeah, you're I need you're this. up there I on stage telling your jokes. Jesse's fucking up there jamming his guitar, and I'm there. Fucking oh, guitar. Yo, I'm there nursing. <laughs> you're feeding. You're there. If somebody gets uh, too drunk and passes out. Yeah. No, no, no. You're <laughs> feeding baby the bottle, and by baby the bottle is a bottle of Heineken in my beak. Oh, I'm brutally brutal. <laughs> <laughs> bottle of Heineken down the gullet. Burping, yeah. What kind of fucking gong show is this? Walking around the back of the fucking show. Yeah, you know, small town Ontario tour coming up. Josh, I gotta I gotta ask like how did you how did you run into Steve? Like how did that interaction go down? Yo, so he was just literally stage right. I mean, at this point, I actually didn't know who he was um, until after the show. Um, and it just worked out when it came to the scheduling and everything. Like, we just had a couple of things shuffle around in our schedule here for the podcast. And then it was like, well, what about Steve? Like, <laughs> we got to get Steve on the show. I mean, like, it was uh, honestly, it was Friday friday show that he was uh that he was there with uh, his whole oakville crew uh there's pictures it's 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 all over the the world wide web uh <laughs> <laughs> what is that i've never heard of it oh yo it's sick um but yeah no it was just uh it was, it was great running into him and uh fantastic did he come up on... to you after the show or something we all just... took we all took pictures on stage Oh yeah. Okay. Why was he? Was he the guy that everyone wanted the pictures? Or are you guys the guy that wanted? Well, that was the thing. We didn't really get to know who he was until like talking after, sort of thing. So, so was, you were the star that he. wanted You were the star, with. and he was like, "I need a picture with that guy with the beard. He's fucking hilarious." No, it was with his entourage of chicks that he was with. That was Lady. Enter the fucking. Uh, the family man with all the ladies. With the the oh, ladies man. man. Dude, it's, it's just, it's fucking, uh, it, it is what it is. It's just good to be back. It's good to be back and, and touring around and doing this. And, and you know, honestly, like having having this podcast and, and, and still being able to talk shop, like I fucking, I fucking need this too, man. Like it's yeah. just, it's just really just such a creative spark and uh, oh, I fucking wouldn't trade it for the world. Definitely, definitely, yeah. definitely yeah, it man. is. Um, Scratch that itch. There it is. But yo, lots going on. Month of April is just, it's fucking glorious. There's just, you got everything firing all cylinders. I mean, like the basketball season's ending and then you have NHL. I mean, we talk about this all the time. Like April is just that fucking sweet spot. It's overwhelming. You got the Masters. uh, That's that's kicking off by the time that that this episode is released. My entire Masters pool is going to be shot to shit, just like my March Madness bracket. Uh, But today, as we record, this is the opening day for Major League Baseball. Ball is back, baby. Woo! Bing, A lot, a lot, a lot of Toronto Blue Jay hype going on. Holy. Like more than... More than ever, I Yo, would say. Big time insiders all over my Sirius XM that I always reference because I yeah. love it. Yeah. Fucking Mad Dog got a, gets fucking a bunch of guys on. Everyone's hard on the Jays. Oh man, still well, young though. Got a lot. We got a long season ahead of us, but with health, I think uh, I think we might be having some fun with that team up there. Do you agree when it comes to a lot of the analysts that are saying that we have one of the the best, if not the best, starting rotation? Hmm. First thing I think I, I I default to thinking of our, our bats, but you're right. Our, our rotation is right up there because we had to say goodbye to Robbie Ray and let him go. Uh, I like I like Gossman anyways. I think he 
Yeah. I think someone said he has a he has a higher floor, which I like. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Less games get out of hand with him. No. Absolutely. And he was like he's he's an all-star yeah. as well. I think the young studs gotta gotta be dialed in. I Ooh. think who do you think is ready for a breakout season? I mean, like, we, we Dude, see... I think Vladdy is going to just put up crazy numbers this year yeah. and yeah. run away with MVP. Like, I could just see like, that happening. And it's not even, like... like almost 60 dingers kind it's of... It's not even a shocker to me. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's going to yeah. just be absurd. As if last year wasn't enough of a breakout season That's for what him. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But it's going to be, like, even better. There's yeah. just so much hype. I mean, when you look at like Bo Bichette and and Teoscar Hernandez, mm. and then like those are those are our all stars and superstars from last year. Yeah, Chappie then, coming in hit the Chapman, another huge acquisition that we needed. Everyone was saying Freddie Freeman, Freddie Freeman, and it would be great. But honestly, for his age and the money that he ended up signing for, it's just like ah, I kind of like yeah. having that Chapman trade instead. Yep. Like we needed a third, and we got him. We yep. got a good corner going on right now. Yeah. A thousand percent. There isn't really a serious hole in the lineup in like in general when it comes to batting or pitching. I mean, we definitely are going to feel the loss of Semyon as you know he's going over to the, now he's with the Rangers. But um, it, it really it's time for Biggio to uh, to step up. If we can, we really need to see a good year out of Kevin Biggio. Um, obviously, Bobichet coming into his own and, and being comfortable at that at that shortstop position and and uh, adding Chapman. I mean, really beefing up in the outfield. We had to say goodbye to Randall Gritchuk, which. Thank God, because I fucking hated him. Like he was, he's fine. He's good. Part of that sex. I like he doesn't have hundred RBIs. No, and like all the other yeah, guys. Yeah, like, but come so on. many strikeouts. Like yeah, it's just insane, and he's paid too much, too much. You know what? I he don't think solid. that's his fault, though. I think he was. No, he team. belongs on the Rockies. He really does. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll hit a bunch <laughs> of dingers there. Yeah. Might be a good waiver slut in uh, fantasy. Yeah, a good waiver <laughs> slut. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Keep an eye. Yeah, I mean, those are the, those are the guys that win you a chip, though. You oh, know, man. in fantasy, man. I mean. Look, I mean, like if if you have like thirty dingers, but you're batting below two thirty, like it's 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 tough to appreciate. You know. Uh, arms do look good though. If, uh, arms definitely do. If Manoa's uh, an absolute stud, our pen's be, looking nice, good. It would be nice to see Pearson put together some Yo, stretch some, of health. But he's already. Dinged, I was going to say he? I heard I heard some bad news about him. I can't, I don't know what it was though. I didn't read it. I read that earlier today too. I didn't. I just I looked at it and I didn't read I looked it. At, yeah, I just like figured, figured. I'm like, oh yeah. I didn't sure. even count. I didn't <laughs> even count you in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Guys always hurt. Yo, not only that, but Pete Walker dinged with a DUI. Her <laughs> oh. pitching coach, ding, 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 DUI. Wow, yo, he's definitely. So maybe that—that's the biggest hole in our lineup. <laughs> the Too pitching coach, he's, he's got. Yeah. <laughs> yo, how about your Tigers? You excited? I am. Yo, I think there's a lot of hype around the Tigers right now. Oh yeah. If they're if uh, Casey Mize is a stud, mm-hmm. you got Scooble on the mound, and then a couple uh, of your arms. And you then got, you guys just picked up Austin Meadows as well. Yo, I loved that trade. Did I miss something? I mean, here's no. the, the only part that I'm concerned is it was from the Rays, and the Rays don't fuck up trades ever. Like, they're, no. they're an absolute geniuses. But, I mean, Austin Meadows, he was a top five pick in the MLB. came over. He's been hitting. He hits the ball out of the park. Low, oh, yeah. low average. I mean, that you probably wouldn't like him. He's kind of like a Grychuk. No, he's nothing like a Grychuk. Yeah, I guess he, I guess he plays with no glove in the outfield, though. He will not even put one on. That's only problem. <laughs> he, he, he uses goes, his just, feet. He goes bare. He goes bare in the outfield. 
But no, he he's a great hitter. I I love it. For sure. Even if he's in and out of the lineup a little bit, I'm not sure how he can hit left and right. It does some it pitching, does but. kind of seem like the like the Rays are, you know, shuffling things around and potentially like maybe on a brink for uh like restructuring their organization and I don't know about it, that. That's what they think every single fucking yeah, year. Yeah, because they got nothing they got no money to play with. You know, I was Yo, gonna say, they are, are they not big spenders generally? Like they, no, they, no. they, they can't even afford to, to keep the team in Tampa. Yeah, or in, they, yeah. Sh- they ship everyone, but they did pay their star-studded uh, Wander Franco a big, oh, yeah. big ticket. Oof. They signed them yeah. super early, though, like eleven years, one eighty, which yeah. actually isn't that. Isn't you got, you got to do that if you know he's going to be a stud. Super stud. save you money in the long run. Kind of like an Okunia deal. But back to the Jays. Do you think everything is just the the hype is 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 uh, going going ballistic right now because of them saying that last year was the trailer, this year's the yeah. movie? Is yeah, they're hyping it up themselves. They're they're a sexy team to they fucking are, get hype man. about. Top and to and that's when you got to be careful, right? You got to go out and fucking play the games. But if they're, if they're healthy, I think they're they're gonna be right in there. I have to say, in years past, they've. They've hyped up the Jays big time, only to watch them fall flat on their face, you know? Yeah. And it just seems like it's kind of the same vibe, although last year was like, okay, we see the improvement. It's like, now we actually just got to make the playoffs. Yeah. And I'm seeing hype outside of the Canadian market and the typical uh, media outlets that we follow. That's that's what's exciting. I'm hearing it from... From other spots, which is that's usually when it's validated a little bit more. But like I said, fucking they're young. I mean, they just they need to continue to improve uh, and grow. We'll see. I mean, it all comes down to the end of the year. They got to play big in uh, in the in the dog days of summer and into the fall, and then we'll we'll see what see what happens. Well, let's just even look at our division when you look at the yeah. Yankees and look at the Sox. And you what never have know you. what it's a fucking it's un- juggernaut. It's unfair, really. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but how do you like our lineup compared to what we have to face on a on a on a week to week basis? Uh, you know what? It doesn't seem as daunting because these guys play mm-hmm. with a lot of swag. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Yankees and the Bo- the Bo Sox right now don't have that fearful mystique, and then you always have the Rays that are just kind of in the weeds and take care of business and end up fucking right at the top. They've won the division the last two or three years. Yep, absolutely. The Rays. Yeah. The, like it's crazy. The I don't think Rays. the Red Sox upgraded at all, did they? They got Story, who's yeah. a who is a stud. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's um, good. But I don't know. They don't scare me. They like, don't. The either. Yankees could get hot at any time. They've got some big guns. And they went but the deepest last that, year. The Sox. So that always goes to show any of these teams can. Yeah, have. that's true. Remember, yeah, everyone was uh, saying that the, the the Red Sox. Even nobody was really scared of them last year, even with their record. And you're like, yeah, but I. Don't- buy into them because they you know it's because they had a couple really bad stretches yeah like, they were like the worst team in baseball for like two months and they didn't have any mookie bets there anymore chris sale was hurt mm-hmm. so all of a sudden it's just kind of like okay they're not the red Sox, but they're a lot more than those two pieces of course absolutely can't count them out it, it's fun it's then, a long fucking season oh yeah oh, i mean man. we'll all go through the dog days where it's just kind of like i don't even think i can catch this game tonight by the way boys i don't know this is just an aside i don't know if you know this but um they're offering all home games in april uh for 59 buck Ooh. 11 home games and you sit in the 500s you don't get to choose your seat but you get you get a ticket for every game for fucking look at buck. that. 59 buck, eh? Yeah. 
So huh. even if you go to like three of them, it's worth the money. It's definitely worth it. Ooh, yeah. Look at that. You getting kickbacks on that promotion? Look, look at that. Um, <laughs> As you wear well, a brace hat? Yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> I know that the uh, opening weekend is there's a bobblehead and a, a new era Jays hat. You know what? I'd be all so over that if all it was over. a little closer. Yo, yeah. no. Hey, maybe we can do uh, the Dan by Two Christmas Party uh, Volume Two. Uh, <laughs> in the, a couple staff, weeks. The, the staff party. Yeah, <laughs> right, right after you get back from California. Okay. Put it on it, the put it on the company card, as you said. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Amanda's credit card. It's just fucking, I'm still getting in trouble for that. <laughs> oh man, yeah, no, really excited for for baseball to kick off, and then obviously, you know. Um, the Raptors season coming to an end and the Leafs season coming to an end and gearing up for playoffs. Uh, but there's, there's lots of time to talk about that. There's one thing that I really do want to highlight. And, uh, before we do that, always, I got to give a shout out to our boys over at Yup, Yup Beer, keeping us, <laughs> yeah, yup. keeping us hydrated, baby. Haven't done one of those in a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But um we are very very yeah. proud to say here that um that we are ushering in a new sponsorship, not even a sponsorship, but more of a partnership when it comes to this show. We've been talking a lot about um our next steps when it comes to our new betting segment that we're going to be releasing, uh but we have now partnered up with Betstamp. Remember that name, Betstamp baby. Uh Bet they stamp are baby. Baby, really excited to be sponsoring uh, or being partnered up with BetStamp. Uh, they are, uh, when, it, when it really breaks down to it, BetStamp is an app uh, that helps you shop for the best betting lines that are available, uh, pushing any sort of player props or uh, betting lines that are available through multiple different sports books. We're not talking about one or two here or there. Uh, they, I think they're, they're over 15 at this point. Um, so being able to the shop. The big around. dogs, too. And what more is the coming. Be- what is the best way that you can describe BetStamp just in in like layman terms? Probably the Expedia or the Trivago of of the betting sportsbook world. Right, which is just a completely genius Yo, idea. I, I, I'm not big. Uh, I'm not a salesperson. You know that. I'm fucking hate sales. I got to tell you, this is, it's a genius app. <laughs> like if you have Bet365, Betway, fucking score bet. And you want you're like fuck. I want to go Bet hammer. Nine, I want to go MGM. I want to go hammer John Rom in this tournament. He's lights out. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go to Bet Stamp, and it's gonna tell me where I want to place the bet because I'm gonna get the best odds. Exactly. That's so all exactly. you do is go on, make an account yeah. with that that app. Probably get a kickback for signing up. Yeah. And you get the best odds. And most of these places, yeah, they match your your deposit yeah. as well. So absolutely, can't go wrong with that. No, I it's, know, it's, it's 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 a no brainer. I'm not. Even, I'm, and the way uh, they put it, that made a lot of sense to me as someone that doesn't really know a ton about betting. Mm-hmm. Uh, picture yourself, you know, you're shopping online, you've got your cart ready, mm-hmm. and you're thinking, oh man, I want to save a couple bucks, and you open that little couple honey app. Buck. Open that little honey extension on your Chrome that everybody yes. uses. Yes. It's like that, but for betting, and it it just pulls the best lines from every sports book for you. So you don't have to look around. You don't have to do all that legwork. They do it for you. Absolutely. And they, they're, they're releasing, um, uh, I mean, everything that the app, provides is is going to give you more tools in order to make the better informed decision giving you analytics into your trades and and really breaking everything down uh but you know enough from us we're actually going to uh cut into a segment here where we can dive a little bit more into our new partners betstamp 
Okay, we are here with Josh Goodwin from Betstamp, uh, and not only from Betstamp, but from the Raptors Digest and Leafs Digest. You can catch him on YouTube uh, with a great following that he has on there. Josh, my man, thanks for so much for, for jumping on with us here. Thank you guys for having me. I'm excited to be on. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, obviously, we're very, very excited for the Down by Two podcast and BetStamp partnership. Uh, but not only that, but with our, our new series of shows that are going to be coming out, DB2 Bets. And uh, what more, more importantly, I'm really excited to be able to have you on all those future episodes as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. April 27th, we're dropping the first one and I will be a, uh, a guest on that podcast. So I'm really excited to be uh, showing face on there and acquainting absolutely. all of Ontario, all of your audience with sort of new betting lingo, how things have changed in Ontario, because as of April 4th, it's a regulated industry in the province. So mm-hmm. things are happening quickly and it's exciting. Absolutely. A lot of exciting things going on. That's again, April 27th uh, actually is when we're going to be recording. And then uh, April 28th, I believe, is when we're going to be uh, releasing. Um, so yeah, no, absolutely. Really, really exciting. Um, so we'll be uh, coming to you with more information on that. Uh, but let's just kind of backtrack here a little bit. And we wanted to have you on here just to just to talk to some of our listeners and then our viewers and what have you um, just about Betstamp itself, maybe a little bit of backstory on it and uh, kind of explain it to, to uh, us like, uh, uh, like like you did to me and Mike and Jesse, uh, like like we're four year olds basically, and just put things in layman terms. Yeah, of course, of course, and it's going to be a massive learning curve for a bunch of people. And I think that first and foremost, I just want to say that Bet stands here for the education of the better. We're here to make sure that people get the utmost value because people are so price particular. But for some reason, not always with gambling, but our app is looking to make that process a lot, a lot easier. So products like Trivago, Hotels.com, they help find you the most competitive price for whatever you're looking to do. Well, we've tried to do this in the gambling space as well. Typically, when you go to place a bet, based on likelihood, you're going to get odds. The least likely it is, the higher the payout. However, different betting sites are going to offer you different odds based on however they're betting users have gone and and placed uh, bets on it. Mm -hmm. So there's some variance here between what kind of value you can get for each bet that you want to place. Our service not only tracks the bet that you've placed, but it goes ahead and finds you the most competitive uh, odds that you can possibly place the bet at. So essentially, we go and find from different books, whether that's Caesars, Cool Bet, um, the score bet, bet way. There's a bunch of them. Yeah. There is so many different ones out there. We scan through to find what one's going to give you the best value. And, uh, and we connect you with that book. And not to mention, we also have a bunch of different bonuses right now because with gambling becoming legal in Ontario, sports online betting, that is, I should be a, m- a much more specific. <laughs> Yeah. Um, there's a ton of bonuses right now. That's honestly like the easiest two to three X that um, a sports better could ever look to do. So these things are very, very, um, how, how should I say this? It's very convenient to be a sports better in Ontario right now because of these bonuses and mm-hmm. our app helps connect you with these bonuses. And beyond that, we also have a marketplace where you can go and buy picks from people who have demonstrated uh, track records of value being sports betters in whatever sport they choose to. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we offer a ton of different services to betters, but at its core, we are also a bet tracking app. So we help you track how much money you've spent how much money you've made, and in what sports you're doing the best, what kind of bets uh, typically pay out the most for you. So we help educate the better on not only their own behavior, but also on what deals are out in the market that present the best value for what you're looking to wager on. Absolutely. No, that's fantastic. So um, again, just being able to uh, you know keep track of all those analytics and then uh, be able to link them to all these different sports books, which is amazing. So I guess in a sense, like I, the way you describe it to us, is kind of like Trivago? Uh, like, but, but for sports betting, 
Yeah, and they call it, I believe it's their, well, Trivago, I think, calls it their competitive price tool. Yeah. We're essentially competitive odds finders. So when you, for example, if you want to bet on Fred Van Vliet three-pointers, mm-hmm. he's at over three and a half, let's say. You want to go over three and a half. One sportsbook might have him at plus 150, but another sportsbook might have him up at plus 250. So we just help you connect with those sportsbooks that are going to give you the best lines because it's, it's one of those interesting things, Josh, where people... Mm-hmm. They're very price particular, but for some reason, as much as gambling's, you know, you're, you're there to do it for fun. I don't understand why uh, more and more people don't care to get the most for their wages because a lot of guys are like, ah, you know what? Um, I'm at this sports book, so I'll just settle with the price they're giving you. Well, you're never going to get an edge on the house doing that. If you actually ever hope to kind of get some money back from placing these sports wages, which at the end of the day, I'd say if that's not the goal for most people, it's, it's the added sort of sweetness to the uh, experience of betting on sports. Uh, having multiple accounts at different books is truly the way to do this. And I think as Ontario users get more and more acquainted with online sports betting, people mm-hmm. will start start to treat this like common knowledge. So we're trying to usher in that change, trying to make it easy and streamlined and, uh, and obviously help people track their own bets and just get yeah. the most for everything they're wagering on. Absolutely. I mean, that's something that we were talking about as well. And even line shopping is is new to um, new to a lot of people. Even even Bird, we were chatting about this as well. Um, and and do, do you have uh, maybe Bird? Do you have any questions based on what it, what it's like for a new gambler, maybe someone that's new on the scene, uh, and and you know what some of the benefits are for line shopping? I might not even know what line shopping is if I'm a new uh, I'm a new better. Why don't you break that down for for some of the people who are like absolute noobs like me. <laughs> of course, of course. So line <laughs> shopping is just the uh, it's just the practice of trying to find what odds are being given that is the maximum value for any wager you're looking to place. There is such a spectrum of a value you get paid. And I'll use a real example here. So yeah. Tiger Woods to win the Masters at I think the best price was plus eight thousand. So that's yeah. a big, big, big return. Huge. But at a book like Barstool Sportsbook, he was at plus thirty five hundred. So clearly, you can tell a lot of people that use the Barstool Sportsbook happen to be Tiger Woods fans. Mm-hmm. But should I sacrifice double the value to go and bet on him at the Barstool Sportsbook? It makes absolutely no sense. So line shopping is when you have your wager, but you look across different books to find where's the best payout. And if you have accounts at different books, not only do you have multiple bonuses that are offered to you by the sports book, but you also have access to all the best lines in market. Absolutely. I mean, like, I guess yeah. to, com- to compare, really, it's it's like having a bank account. Like, you or do you really only just have one bank account, or do you have your money spread out through multiple accounts? And uh, and you know, you might get better investments in with with different bank accounts. So, um, at the end of the day, it's 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 kind of comparable to that, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it, it definitely is. I mean. They, they say you should never be all in on one thing. You always need yeah. to put your eggs in multiple baskets. And like I said, if I only ever use the Barstool Sportsbook, I would have no idea that plus 3500 was a terrible price. But thanks yeah. to line shopping, you can you can quickly and easily find that out. And through Betstamp, it's a very streamlined process. And I've actually had the chance to be able to download the app, which is available in the App Store for Apple products and uh, and the Google Play Store as well. Um, and a very smooth app and very intuitive, very easy to use. But maybe you can walk, walk some of our uh, listeners through what the process is going to be like. Uh, are we going to be releasing a, a promo code for uh, for the Down by Two uh, podcast when it comes to the DB Two bets? Yes, sir, we are. So we're going to go. go. With, we're going to go with <laughs> promo code DB Two, and that's the number two at the end. So Down by Two 
DB2. That's the promo code that you'll use. And when Easy. you use that is your referral code on Betstamps app, you'll have access to so many different bonuses through our BetLink feature. But if I were to direct users to one spot in particular, that's the most you know, just streamlined way to see what books are offering, what kind of bonuses. Go to mm-hmm. betstamp.app slash Ontario. So all my Ontario users, go check this out. It'll prompt you to put in a promo code, put in DB2, and then you'll get access to all of these different lines, or sorry, all these different lines, all these different books that have a spectrum of different lines that allow you to line shop. And like I'm saying, they have bonuses up to $500 for people that go and sign up and deposit. So um, it's a very, very convenient time to be a better in Ontario. These are not uh, opportunities that last forever. And that's not me just saying that, I promise you. These are things that even us in the office have been taking advantage of, and we know betting very, very well. It's uh, it's kind of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for betters in Ontario. Ontario because it's only ever going to be new once and this page allows you to connect to all of it and of course make sure to use that db2 promo code absolutely man i and dude you're, you're absolutely right and this is something that a lot of people need to jump on you know as you're listening to this now uh, later on this uh, week we're actually gonna be onboarding with you and uh, making sure that we're all set up with all the different sports books i think there's like at least 15 of them that we're going to be signing up with but we want to make sure that all of our odds are going to be covered uh throughout all these different sports books to be able to find those best odds and those uh, best lines as well um so again that is the promo code db2 there's three digits it's the letter d it's the letter b and it's the number fucking two, uh, just like it's Sesame Street. We're teaching y'all here. Uh, but yeah, man, this is, uh, this is really exciting stuff. Um, thank you so much. And uh, again, we're going to be recording our shows uh, every Wednesday night talking about some of the bigger picks. And we kind of uh, set that up strategically so that um, we release Thursday morning. So we're going to be recording our very first one, April 27th, and releasing on April 28th on the Thursday. And they'll be coming out every Thursday. And that will position us going into the football season and going in uh to you know a, a lot of uh, hockey games and, and basketball games that are going to be going down on thursdays and fridays as well uh so again uh we'll be releasing a lot more different things uh looking into some futures as well uh but to start off we are going to be taking everything that you say uh that bet stamp says and uh, some of the best odds that are available on bet stamp and talking about them on the show yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to it, boys. And I will say one last thing here, guys, as, yeah. as pretty much the only way these days to beat the house uh, is to go with multiple accounts. There always seems to be a little bit of a stigma towards creating multiple betting accounts because mm-hmm. some people might look at it like it's redundant. But when you look at the spectrum of prices across the market, you know, the only way to get a true edge here is to have multiple accounts. And I'm telling you, there's never been a better time to get set up. Check out Betstamp. Check out the podcast. We appreciate it tons. Absolutely. That's Josh yep. Goodwin from Betstamp and from Raptors Digest and Leafs Digest as well. And you can catch him on our very first inaugural episode of DB2 Bets. Thanks so much for jumping on, Josh. I can't wait. No problem, guys. Let's do it. Got 
got ourselves another banger of an episode coming up here. Uh, this uh, gentleman that we have on the show today uh, was actually just a, quite the delight to be able to run into him uh, this last weekend uh, when I was performing at uh, Yuck Yucks in Niagara Falls. Uh, but he's former NHL player, spent time with the Vancouver Canucks and the Edmonton Oilers. Former winger Steve Pinizzato is on the show. Steve, my man, Pinner. How's it going, my man? Good, buddy. Just hanging out, man. Appreciate you guys having me on. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks. Thanks for jumping on. Uh, yeah, just back over to the to the last weekend. Uh, hell of a weekend as well with our boy Michael Moses and Michael Harrison as well. Uh, but it was great having you out to the show. That just goes to show sometimes with with comedy. Like you never really know who's in the crowd, and then uh, next thing you know, we're able to make this happen. For sure. Yeah, man. Um, sweet. But uh, I generally just to start off the uh, the show, I kind of like to find out. We like to you know tell our audience a little bit more about yourself and uh how things all kind of got started for you i know that you're from toronto is that right yeah well uh, i grew up in mississauga okay right on brampton so there we go yeah <laughs> yeah so uh, me, man no i just uh it's actually funny i didn't really look like i love the little yuck yuck shows it was, it's a fucking blast all the time and yeah um we it kind of after everything the mass hall the mandate left and stuff like that i was like man this is nice to be normal we go to that this so is it. That, but um, yeah, no. Growing up, I was in Miss, I was a Miss Saga boy, and I did yeah. that. I'm 37 now, and obviously, like Canadian boy, Toronto. I've I've got a couple older brothers as well, and mm-hmm. obviously, you always try to do what your older brothers do. And they they started hockey. My oldest one's like four years older than me, so he kind of took that on. He's like playing OHL and stuff, and I always thought like this was unreal. Like I need this in my life, so. Kind of yeah. stuck to it, and I go, you, you, you got like the ten thousand hour rule. You put enough time into something, you get pretty good. So, of course, I mean, the more like the older I got, like my parents were just dumping so much fucking time into hockey, and I was just like, and I was enjoying it too. They weren't like pressuring me into it. So, when you enjoy doing it, and you enjoy going to the rink. You kind of like there's a better chance, I think, for those kind of guys was especially as not really getting too much force. They were like willing to drive me. So. Yeah, it ended up working out, man. And I was st- stuck around Oakville for a while, played some mm-hmm. junior hockey. Uh, I went to NCAA for a couple of years. <clears throat> yeah. That's when I ended up doing the, the sign of the NHL with Washington, actually. And uh, when you right. do that, That's you, what lose I read. Your, you lose your scholarship after you, you do that. So this was two years into school. I did that, and then uh, I pretty much ended up went, going to the American Hockey League, playing for – the Hershey Bears and our team was pretty sick that year. We had some sick players that are now like NHL studs. Who can you throw a couple names out there? Like Johnny John Carlson was on our team. Yeah. Damn. Braden, yeah. Braden Holpe was our goalie. Wow. Uh, fuck who else we have? Carl Alsner, Matthew Perot on the NHL. Yeah. yeah. A lot of I was just gonna say when I seen Hershey Bears around that time, that's kind of like the inception of I wouldn't say, I want to almost say a dynasty type run that Washington's had, right? So I was thinking you must have, uh, you must have been lining up with a handful of really good players. Legit, because all those guys were fucking, they were all draft picks and they all start, usually start, unless they're really sick, they'll start in the NHL, but mm-hmm. yeah, most of them start in the minors. So I definitely play with some sick players there, that's for sure. Yeah. How so, old were you when you broke into the minors at two years in college? What, like 21, 22? I went to school late though, so I was 21 okay. when I went to school. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I was like 24, 25 when I first started, which is like now, man, that's old as shit. Like guys are going in 18, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's it's crazy yeah. to think, right? Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely sick now. Like that. Guys, <laughs> guys are getting drafted to like freaking O twos, like 2002s. Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah. The games change a lot, old. though, where they can they can survive at that age, whereas probably 10 years ago, going in at 18, you have to be exceptional, exceptional, or you're going to get crunched. You get smashed, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's changed big time. Well, yeah, like just talking about, you know, making that decision to, you know, leave school and then go um, and, and sign with the Washington Capitals. What was that, just even that experience like? Like, walk us through that there. So that's actually kind of crazy. I went to, I didn't really go to a big school. It was RIT, my school. So they were actually, it was the first year they were Division One, Two in the NCAA. Yeah. So they were kind of like, uh, they were independent clubs. So they would just pretty much travel the whole league. Mm-hmm. Like you played some pretty cool teams, played like Cornell. Yeah. Wilson played. There was a couple of good teams. But then my second year, I ended up, I was doing pretty well, like in the whole league, actually. And then, honestly, out of nowhere, my coach just comes up to me. He's like, Penner, he's like, come to my office. He throws like a, an envelope on the table that says, like, uh, the scout's name, Washington Capitals. So I was like, the fuck is this? Like, fuck is this? Expecting <laughs> nothing. Yeah. But that's what happens, though. So once, like, one team finds out, like, once once one guy sc- finds out and they start talking, then you start getting yeah. a couple other teams involved. And then it gets pretty exciting because you go from literally, like, not thinking you're having a good year. Because I, I fully expected to spend four years at that school, like, yeah, good school academically, mm-hmm. and once you realize that like you might have a shot, then you're like, "Fuck, you got to, you got to do Balls it." Balls to the wall, yeah. Exactly. Then you're like, "School, I'll deal with it after." But really, realistically, after is no chance. Like you're done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, yeah. I'm not thinking about school, none of that, boy. Yeah, <laughs> no. Once, yeah, once you're out, you're out. I, I, hundred percent agree. Yeah. yeah, but that's cool. If you make it to the show, then it's all good. Or at least, like, you played. How many years did you put in pro hockey? So I didn't really like. I I didn't spend a lot of time in the NHL. Like, I had a fair amount of time. Most of my time there, like, I was on roster for a long time. I was. I actually my one year when I was legitimately going to be. a a player I signed with Vancouver. Yeah. This was actually after they lost in the finals. So they lost in the finals the year before I signed there. They had that, they had like Marshawn going around causing a lot of problems and like doing shit with the twins. I don't know if you guys remember. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. When Boston beat him in seven. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So like I was pretty, aggr- I was kind of an aggressive player. So they pretty much signed me to like kind of play a role of like his Marshawn style. Like just like kind of stop them from fucking around, like whatever. They had a couple of guys that they weren't playing, like uh, Rippin was there. Can't mm-hmm. remember. Maybe, yeah, Volpatti. I don't know if you guys know these guys. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, man. I was literally signed to do that, go to camp that year. And then I, I, man, I was good to go. And then I blew my shoulder out preseason. Fuck. Sent me home the Fuck. whole year. And I was just, at, I was literally at home the whole season. I was thinking, oh, oh man. I was like, what's going to go? What's like, what's going to happen now? I'm not playing the whole year. They come back to like, Penner, we're going to sign you. We're going to give you the exact same thing. You'll come back again. We want you on our club. And then that year was the lockout year. So then the lockout year, they had to send me to the. So then they had to send me to Chicago. Played in Chicago, <laughs> man. Right before the lockout, right before the lockout ended, I ended up tearing my groin like pretty much completely. Three months out, and then finally I went up, and it was Jeez. like the last month of the season, and then it was pretty much. Okay. Shit. It was all time timing. But <clears throat> yeah, man. But also too, like my body couldn't play. I like I feel like my body just couldn't deal with my style of play, man. I didn't train that way, so Right, right. Like if well, you gotta, like, think about it too, like if you're if yeah. you're not really a big guy, like I'm a decent sized guy, but if you're like mm-hmm. smashing guys that are like two two twenty, two forty, like and you do this like <clears throat> what do you play, like two, three games a week, like you fuck 
Man, I'm feeling it now. Like my body's killed, dude. From <laughs> Yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah. I don't know how some of these guys do it for 10, 15 years and you look at them off the ice and they're probably they weigh less than 200 pounds, but they play a tough game. Like some people I guess are just Man, some yeah, some guys are built for it, but like I man, I just didn't train good enough for my style, man. So now but you love the shit doing it, you know what I mean? Like you're playing, yeah. you're fucking fired up, you're doing this, you whatever. Yeah. No, I hear it's that. definitely a good time. You meet some good people too. And yeah, it's cool shit, boys. It's definitely Fuck, it's a dream. Are you kidding? It's every every Canadian kid's dream. A guy that grows up in the GTA and can say he made it all the way to the show. And you and you grew up where did you guys grow up? Uh, too? Uh, Josh is sorry, just dropped something. Josh is GTA. Yeah, was it Maple? Brampton. Yeah. Brampton, yeah, yeah. Toronto too. Where are you? In Toronto? Yeah, yeah. And I'm Windsor. So yeah. Yeah. Windsor now live in London. We were just losing the power source there for a minute, running out of juice for a sec there. But, um, yo, one of the things I was going to ask you was uh, when it comes to, like, just even transition, because you're a very physical forward and you play with a lot of grit and grind, and uh, that's definitely your style of play. But how did did you kind of grow into that? Because you talk about the wear and tear on your body. Is that something that, you know, you were just kind of groomed into, or how did you naturally fall into that? So I was kind of, man, I was kind of a rat in junior too a little bit, and then... (laughs) <laughs> you know, you kind of get put into like a role. So yeah, in college I was like kind of a, I was a point guy, but I got some, I got a ton of penalty, like I got a fair amount of penalty minutes too, right? Mm-hmm. So then when you try to make it, especially as an undrafted guy, like you got to do something, like you got to yeah. get noticed. So yeah. like there's guys that are ahead of you. They go like there's ten rounds of drafts, like draft picks that are probably gonna play. So you got to figure out you do something. So I could always, I could always score and shit. Like I felt like I was decent at scoring. But then if I could add the, like, toughness too. But then once you start fighting guys or whatever, then another guy is like, oh, this guy's fighting him. So why don't I fuck? Why don't I fight this guy? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. once you do that a couple of times, then it's like, all right, everybody knows he's doing this. So then it's just, like, automatic. So, Absolutely. Not yeah. so, but that's, I'm saying more the meathead, like, those guys that fight every night. But my style is a little bit, like, you still have to deal with it too, right? Like, a little bit of a hybrid, yeah. That's hard to do with on a night-in, night-out basis, right? Mm-hmm. And it's hard at the NHL level, man. Because you're playing a team the next night, you're, you know you're probably going to chuck them. Like, yeah. probably a good chance, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you, go, you go to bed with that. So you got to figure right. it out, man. Yeah. Did, did you ever end up having any tilts when you made it, when you did your stints in the NHL? Oh, yeah. I had a, yeah, I had a fair amount, man. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's... Can you give me, you got any ones that are memorable off the top? We have this circled on our page, and we're, yeah. we're, we're looking I, for I, the I didn't stars. dive in too much before you came on because I wanted to hear it uh, first from you. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> yeah, man, YouTube has all kinds of shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was up to 1 a.m. watching some of them. But, Again, yeah, let's, too, let's like, get it first. If I was going out there, like, I knew for me, for me to score and shit, it would be tough because I'd be get, like, eight minutes a game. You don't get a lot of ice. Yeah. But, like, if you could have got comfortable and, like, played 12 to 15 minutes, then you'd, like, were you not worrying about fighting all the time and shit? Or, like, going out to actually play and, like, being relaxed and play? Yeah. Because, like, if you can chill and be comfortable and play hockey, then, you, man, you're pretty good. Like, you're there for a reason, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Any, any like, standout fights um, that, that, you, that you can recall that, you know, just, like, even just maybe, what, like, the first one that you even had in, in, in the like show? My first shift in the NHL, I first shift, tried to hit some guy behind that fight right away. <laughs> That was like ten, yes. ten seconds in my shift. Where was that at? That was in in Vancouver. My first game. 
you were trying to set the tone right because that's what they they wanted you to do i guess right yeah man honestly and like the nerves like leading up to that the whole time where like i missed the whole season they missed the whole fucking after the thing and then finally you're there like man you're just ready to like you're so fired up you just see red (laughs) they throw you on on the ice i can only imagine you shouldn't be like that like you just like relax and play and then you'll do better and then you'll fight when it's like necessary but man it's more natural yeah but then it's just like you want to make an impression too so that's another there's always a couple sides but man you gotta yeah. pick whatever you're feeling man at the moment you can't fucking or you're a little crazy thinking about it oh absolutely um who are some of uh who are some of your like favorite players that you've had the chance to be able to share the ice with you know whether or not it's been in the nhl but you talk about your times that you have with the with the bears as well um just talk to us about some of those relationships that you've had with uh with with uh some some of uh, the players that you've had the chance to share the ice with yeah no for sure but like washington for sure because um I actually, in Hershey, too, I ended up being pretty good buddies with Chris Bork. It's actually Ray Bork's son. Oh, wow. He's actually one of my good buddies, and we still talk today. Like, Fuck yeah. And I played with him a long time ago, man, Borky. He's a great guy. So, And he was always a pretty good player, but he was just a smaller guy, so he could never really get full-time NHL. Um, <clears throat> but That's crazy. But the NHL level, like, so me coming out of college the first year, like, not even expecting to do anything like this play, and then I was at camp with – like Ovechkin, it was Backstrom's first year. Sick. And these guys were just sick. Like, he's just born to play in the NHL. So, like, at that age, 18 years old, playing in the NHL, these guys are they're disgusting. Yeah. And then, you know, who else was just sick was, uh, man, so I ended up signing in uh, Florida. So, I was in Florida camp. Mm-hmm. Barkov. Barkov's first year. This guy. Bro. Oh, oh, yeah. So, this guy, he was, I don't even know, man. Was he 18? And like he, must have been, it, yeah. he, he is disgusting, like yeah. absolutely sick. But like you can't, it's hard to appreciate these guys. Like if you sit front row in a hockey game, then you can really get an idea of it. Yeah. Like once oh, yeah. you start moving up and shit, the game looks kind of a little easier, and you just it just looks easier as you go up. So like usually guys, I tell guys to like actually feel the the game and like the intense level. You get like get tight. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Oh, 100%. Doesn't do it justice watching it from a distance, right? Or on TV. Oh, it looks like a joke sometimes. Like, if you're up top in an arena, like, it looks just slow. It's moving motion. But like, actually out there and low, if you're, like, low, it's fucking buzzing. Yeah. it's There's nothing better. There's nothing yeah, better. Especially, man, just thinking the pandemic for, for the average viewer like ourselves. We went to a Knights game yeah. for Josh's birthday, and we hadn't gone to a game like a year and a half, and we're talking junior hockey. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, they put a good product out there, but it's not the NHL. And we fucking were just, like kids we we're just like oh my god holy dude fuck. it's incredible we've just been deprived of it it's fucking nuts and it's it's right outside my house and you know to even just have that level of competition just you know right at my doorstep and, and going so, out there it actually gives you the opportunity to be able to catch the game even closer and more more intimate in that sense as opposed to going to the fucking scotia bank arena uh where you gotta pay 200 bucks just to get your your foot in the door there yeah. so um so yeah, man. No, it's it's it is it is crazy uh, if you can even get closer to the game. Um, just speaking of which, uh, you know, you you're a well traveled man. Uh, where where are some of the crazier places that you've played? Uh, you know, across even uh, you know before the NHL and once you made it to the show. Well, say, man, I'll talk about even after, man. I, I don't even talk about it. Really. I don't know why, but I played in Germany for Munich. Four years. Yeah, oh, I have that circled on my page right here. I was leading yeah, up to that. I seen that. I yeah. figured I played in Munich with Red Bull and Red Bull. Man, like there's NHL is obviously sick, but this Red Bull yeah. team is no joke. Like these guys have so much cake, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. no, absolutely. Like, and they're flying around Germany and like half an hour flights everywhere. This place, like 
unlimited Red Bull. Like, but they're pretty serious. They don't fuck around with anything either. Red Bull. Like, no. you can't really take their equipment home either. I was there for, so I was in Red Bull for three years. <laughs> we no, won it three years in a row. Our team was really good. Yeah. And man, they didn't give me a helmet or nothing. <laughs> really? It's fucking Red Bull. Like, they got sick helmet. Like, Red Bull has sick shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, Red Bull yeah. sponsors heavy duty fucking athletes and programs. I'm they thinking, fucking I'm thinking send Formula people like, fucking yeah. skydiving out of space. Yeah. <laughs> With GoPros strapped yeah. to their noggins. Can't even get fucking... a bucket out of them? <laughs> Jesus, yeah. fuck. But this is how Red Bull is. So they don't even want nobody to have the gear. So they'll just take the gear, they'll spray paint it white, and then they'll throw the garbage. They don't want nothing, no one to do. Wow. It. Is that a way to protect like, the value of the product, I guess, so it just doesn't get saturated? Right? Man, I don't I'm going to show you. Let me see if I can find a picture of the helmet. The helmets are so, they're they're wicked. They're all numbered six. Yeah. I mean, like, that's that's just, that's crazy to me. I mean, that like, is. you're just a multi-billion dollar corporation, oh, and you dude. fucking yeah. spray paint your yeah. helmets and toss they them in the trash. Air, they have airports in Austria. They have, like, NASCAR. They're, they're so... Yeah, no yeah. kidding. They literally, they, they're almost All, in every single yeah. type of market. It's almost like they're leasing the equipment to you or something. Like, if they don't <laughs> let you keep it, you know? That's insanity. That's I mean, crazy. like, I totally see what you're saying there, but, like, they're huge in X Games and everything else. So everything. Yeah, that's, I just uh, think Formula One, Red Bull, Max Verstappen. That's a billion-dollar sport. These guys yeah, are of course man, I gotta find this so you guys see it. It's it's top notch. How's the uh, how's the pay over there when you go over there? I heard that it's actually a pretty sweet gig. A lot of people that end up leaving the NHL and do a few years overseas. I mean, we we're talking to our decent. boy uh, yeah. Martin Saint Pierre. Yeah, who, Martin Saint Pierre was telling us that it's so decent. He probably went to he probably went to Swiss or something like that. Yeah, uh, that's that, gnarly. That's disgusting. that's a bucky. Look at that. That's sick. Is that not unreal? That thing's fucking gross. <laughs> yeah. Bro. So, this is, so in Switzerland, you can make big dough. Like probably the, the, the minimum guys probably making like three or 400 Swiss franc. Yeah. But to go to dinner or to go to the grocery store in Switzerland, you got to spend 80 bucks for a chicken breast at the grocery store. Cost of living through the roof. Yeah. Just the lifestyle is so expensive. So, man, they make good money, but they spend a lot of money too. Got it. But then in, in Europe or who else? So Russia, you make sick dough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Germany, you make good money. You make you make euros, but it's all everything's one and a half, and it's all tax free. Plus, yeah. they That's pay for sick. your car, they pay for your apartment. They, you can make you definitely make good money. So also too in Germany, there's there's an import rule. So you, I can't remember. There's like ten imports. But I yeah. was a German. I have a German passport, so I'm a non-import. I saw that. Too. Yeah. That's convenient. That it seems makes like, it good. So it you don't have like, to fight yeah. for one of those import uh, roster exactly. spots. So, exactly. So like, and also, yeah, man. So I could have, if I'm still like healthy, like I ended up blowing my knee my last year, but if I could have stayed healthy, you can play there in the second league, whatever, third league, till you're mm-hmm. 40 if you want. And you make a decent living doing it too. You can definitely, yeah. Like in those leagues, I'd probably pay you like 50,000 euros maybe in the third yeah. or fourth league. Or sorry, that's pretty league. sick though. Like, well, that's and like you get to play hockey. Dream. Yeah, tax free. Like tax free, and then you have no expenses, just your food and phone. Absolutely, it's a different lifestyle, man. But it's but again, you're in fucking Germany. If you're in if you're in like a small town, no one speaks English. Damn yeah, man. but yeah. you got to go to a good city, and then you're pretty good, man. Yeah, no. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. And just even what we heard from like when we had uh, Marty Saint Pierre on the show as well. I mean, like he had his uh, Kazakhstan uh, passport as well. So it just feels like if you're going to play overseas, like that's that's definitely going to be yeah, a, he's like, a, something he's that a you skilled player. So he would oh, probably yeah. be able to go to those. He could go to those leagues. 
Yeah. No, I mean, like it's it is crazy. How do you find just even like the the overall hockey crowds and and people that go to the games there as opposed to North America? So yeah, again, that's another thing that's fucking crazy. These guys are nuts. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are crazy, man. I got. <laughs> I've gotten charged actually on the ice. All right, we got to fucking talk about this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, you can get charged for assault. So if you're playing a soccer game there and you like do a, like a serious foul, whatever, a fan can charge you with assault. A fan? So that yeah, man, it's the same shit. So it's like my, maybe my second or third game in Germany, I end up getting in a in a fucking scrap on the ice. Yeah, and fucking fan charged me with assault. <laughs> What? <laughs> How does a fan charge you? What? what? It's an absolute joke because the cops just are like, man, it's an absolute joke. But it's just you're allowed to do that. You can do that. For witnessing an assault so <laughs> they can sorry. charge you? That's you for pro- For shit that you're doing in a sport if they're a fan and they don't like it. <laughs> wow. He's just got a pad of yellow sticky they notes and figure, he writes it down. got to that one out. <laughs> What the fuck? That's insanity. So here I am thinking, I'm like, oh yeah, the fans down in Munich, they probably celebrate you as being an import player. No, they'll fucking write you tickets. (laughs) Yeah. I actually have a pretty good story for Germany. Germany's pretty good. So, man, they have like speed traps everywhere, Germany. Everywhere. Mm. There's cameras everywhere you go. Except for the Autobahn. (laughs) Yeah, no, the Autobahn is filled with cameras oh really but wow. it's, man it's all monitored or it's all like in sections too so you can't just buzz down the autobahn fucking million miles an hour it's yeah. like all section so but the areas that you can go there's like a bunch of there's a good stretch too and then you man that's that's a different story that's crazy so yeah. anyways, these cameras so these cameras are everywhere anyways people were getting like ton, there was like a ton of divorces going on in germany yeah so these cameras were pinching these people there's for speeding or whatever burning lights and then they were sending like legitimate HD photos of the cars to the houses. Oh man! With the wrong people in the car. Ex- so exactly. So now, <laughs> so after they started just blacking out the passenger completely, and we found it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> that is too good. Just home wrecking. You never believe the quality of these cameras because, like, Germany's pretty advanced. So, like, dude, you're leg- it's legit, like, crystal wow. clear. So, man, so people were getting divorced. They were getting these letters. The other person was open. They're Red Bull GoPros. <laughs> that's harsh. Oh, wow. That's I got crazy. Man, I always thought that was just hilarious how that happens. And the divorce rate through the oh, roof crazy, in, in Munich. Those, oh, those automated fucking things, I, they got me. They got me. They? Yeah, there's a couple in London. We're in London here, and uh, I was working, trying to get work done. Yeah. And, uh, Danger. And, and we got work cars, and we we get them from Enterprise, and Enterprise sent it to our office. And I seen I was signed. I was in. I was going. I was going 75, and I didn't even know it was a community safety zone. So they got me for 550 bucks. Yeah. 75 oh, through a school it. zone. Yo, here's the thing. <laughs> No points because the automated the automated ones they don't they don't do points because they can't really tell you who was in the car they just charge the license plate. So I guess I'm kind of lucky there, but fuck. Do I ride my bike? It was fucking bullshit though. (laughs) Fucking it's yo, it's an industrial road, but there's an old ghetto school that I didn't even know was on there. Yeah, fucking ruined my fucking day. Just fucking up and down the streets, and then yeah. 550 right out the fucking window. Kids are doing barrel rolls to get out of the way. <laughs> no, I would never be like, I'm the first guy to say yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. right off for a guy boogieing down a road where there's a school, but yeah. it was a Saturday. There's no school in and it's like, 
Yeah, never mind. You would not, you wouldn't survive a week in Munich. <laughs> I too, I've had too many beers to fucking get into it. Oh man, that's amazing. Well, I mean, like, look, you've you've honestly like when it comes to your career, just you know, just even checking out some of your stuff, like it's it, yeah. it, it seems like you just had a very well fulfilled career. Like any standout moments for you that you know really um, that really just kind of shined and something that you know memories that you'll never forget within your within your journey. Fuck, like my me personally, like man, the thing with my career that's so crazy is looking back now. Mm-hmm. Is like I had I played thirteen years pro and I won pro and we, I won five championships. So that's yo, cheers to that. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, that's insane. But now that's what I'm learning now is so my first year I had an older guy on my team. His name was Brian Homer. This guy was around for years, man, and mm-hmm. uh, he was my captain on my team in Hershey. It's the start of playoffs. He's having, there's like a team dinner. He's like, boys, he's like, I played in the league now for 17 years. He's like, this is my second time being to the finals. Wow. Or no, it was maybe him saying it's been 17 years since he's got to the finals or it, we were before the finals. I can't remember. Yeah. Anyways. So that man. And then now looking back, look that like he said that it's fucking so hard to win. Like your team has to yeah. be legit. Yeah, no shit. Like you have to have everything working. So your goalie's got to be going. Your D's got everything. Everything's got to work well. So got to be healthy. Hershey, yeah, man. Healthy. Being healthy is huge. So in Hershey, we won it back to back there. And then when I went to Germany, we won it three years in a row in, in Munich. So incredible, man. And then now that team hasn't won since Munich. It's been five years now, I think. Fuck. And they got, they got dough to play with. They got some money to pay for players. Yeah. But you just need like a special bond, man. Yeah. Like honestly, like you need a good timings, everything sometimes. There's so many games, dude. And like you're just fucking killed after. So in the American yeah, League, just like the NHL, if they go the full season, it's like 100 plus games. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So Such dude, a grind, too. So, man, think about it. And then when your summer is done and then you go back to start playing right away, dude, you're playing so much hockey, man. You need to like. It's a fuck ton of puck. Yeah. The guys in the NHL that have played for like that play in the playoffs every year, these guys have played so many games. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yo, that's that's a great point too. Especially these guys that are perennial fucking cup contenders, like for instance Crosby and and that like yeah. just such long seasons like it's crazy and like then, they've probably played an extra like three or four seasons yeah. the NHL know? game I don't know if cumulatively yeah thousand games in the NHL does it count I don't think it counts your playoffs no. for for when you get your like thousands ga- thousand games and shit yeah so you yeah. 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 thousand regular example. season games so, yeah, yeah. So that's regular season games so dude that's fucking crazy man crazy that so if you so play nuts. in the playoffs that's like another if you play in the playoffs every year so i don't i don't know who who probably or like sid probably has well who sid, is Ovi, who is, they've all they've had lo- they've, they've only played 250 games in the, in the playoffs too dude yeah trivia who was the dude from uh from florida it was a florida who um who just uh had the longest streak of, of games played yeah keith yandel yeah and they, and they Fuck, healthy man. scratch 989 games straight that's fucking insane. yeah that's nuts that's you gotta know, be so taxing not not to beat the bush on that subject though it's crazy that phil kessel is gonna be the next guy yeah. that does it and he, he's not the epitome of uh he's yeah. not far physical. behind no he, he's gonna end up going a thousand straight well, think it's of Phil Kessel's game. He like gets a puck. He like goes up and down fast. He's, he's unreal shooter, but he doesn't. He, he's he never laid a hit. Yeah, he's never, or, yeah, or like maybe block shots. He probably doesn't block many shots. Yeah. I don't even because he's a D man. Yeah, Kessel's just sick though. 
But yeah. I haven't played that many games in a row. It's fucking crazy. I didn't even play competitive hockey growing up. Just fucking house league. And we went out in the weekend and played. And after two days, I was seized. <laughs> I'm 32. It's fucking yeah, pathetic. Carried out a stretcher. <laughs> out of Dorchester yeah, Community so, Center. So <laughs> uh, kudos to you, Pinner. That's a that's a long career. That's a lot. That's a serious grind. I mean, just even. Do you still at- play? Man, I can't. Man, my body's too killed. Yeah. I, oh, uh, I, I actually teach kids, but I was doing a skate the other day, man. I got off, and I know my knee is just killing me. I don't yeah. know do that. Yeah, man. I like and if you, if, though, I just can't get too involved. That's yeah. It. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And if you're not doing it, like you don't, you're not using it, you lose it, kind of thing. Like you get tight. Well, 13 years and five chips. I mean, that's nothing to nothing to hang your head about. That is quite the fucking. It's almost every every other year you, you're winning something. So that's that's incredible. Uh, are you, but are you back in uh, Mississauga now? Is that where you teach? Is that where you're coaching or, I'm or teaching? Oakville. Now. Oakville? Gotcha. Oh yeah, no, yeah, along with nice. the whole crew that was stage <laughs> stage right. <laughs> That yeah, was did, amazing. Did they, did they have a, a good crew down there just that called, were getting into it? Oh, yeah. Just yeah. called them out. Like, you guys are probably from Oakville or some shit. They're like, we fucking are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, how did we fucking guess? Yeah, man. That was great. Um, yeah, man. So this guy's played 174 games in the playoffs. Yeah. 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 So an additional two seasons. That's right there. insane. That's crazy. That's absolute insanity. Exactly. Two more seasons. Like, it's and, just, it's, and way less breaks every single year. Of like intense hockey. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's fascinating. And I think, I mean, you can appreciate it more than the average person, but most people don't really get it. The grind that just is. Just how much it's time. Is. You know what the thing is? You know what I say, though? Is like, to like fans and stuff, hockey's a sport. But like yeah. to the player, it's a business. Yeah. So business is your entire life. And this is something well, that you've trained your entire life for. Well to, the, to the fans, but they don't understand that side of it, really. Yeah, because there's always guys shifting. There's always guys moving around. There's always guys. There's so much in behind the scenes about hockey. It, it is a yeah. business, man. Like Big a fan time. Of Julio, like I'm, man, I'm such a huge Leafs fan. I fucking love it. It's crazy. I was gonna ask, like, what are your thoughts now going on into uh, into the rest of the the rest of the the year, kind of panning out? How do you like? You know, especially we're ramping right up for playoffs right now. What are your thoughts? Give us give us some takes on what's going on. Man, their teams their teams slick. Like they score all the time. They need probably they might need a little bit of D help yeah. and then a goalie, and then goalie's huge. Yeah. Oh yeah. Goalie Absolutely. Is so important. So if if Arkin Suki can heat up there, man, he'll be a threat. Yeah, yeah, which no is kidding. a possibility, man. He just takes yeah. heat. So this is the thing in Toronto. You just take heat. It's br- It's vicious. It's fucking yeah. brutal. The media can totally break you down. So these guys too. They just can't read that shit. But it's hard yeah. to. Say, it's easy to say that. Yeah. But like, because everything you do, or like, you put your TV on, is probably fucking hockey. Yeah, but like definitely, if you open up your phone or go on Twitter or some bullshit, you definitely see garbage. Twitter yeah. is death. This is like man. it is. And you people, just gotta go. You, you gotta just do scroll off. on it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a bunch of morons. <laughs> 100%. That's what it is. it is, and it's fucking crazy. Well, what do you uh, what do you think about, you know, just going into the playoffs and, you know, potentially matching up against Boston? You know, uh, it could be Tampa. It could be Florida, for all we know. Um, what, how, how do you how do you think that we kind of sh- uh, shake yeah, out when it comes so to the playoffs? So that game they played, there was, like, they were buzzing. Then they, just, then they lost. Like, they are. man, isn't that crazy? So I don't even know. The teams are so good, and they're so – Everything is so competitive and tight now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so fucking hard. No no lead is safe because people no. are so explosive. It's crazy. Well, on a back-to-back, the Leafs scored what? 
12 goals or something like that yeah. against Tampa and Florida. Like, that is just insanity. He gave up a bunch, too. But yeah. Yeah. Matthews is disgusting. <laughs> yeah. He is. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. He's probably one of – he's so fucking talented, man. It is uh, – That guy doesn't take one shift off, dude. Not one. No. He no. works hard every single shift, man. I just love watching him take a puck off someone's stick and oh, just – he's, he's fucking just like fucking – yeah, yeah. no, we've talked about this as well, but even just from that winter classic where he had the, um, you know, where I definitely got way more physical and then, you know, got, took that um, two games. Like, do you think that was a bit of a turning point for the Leafs and, and, you know, just kind of lighting a bit of a fire underneath the whole squad? Fuck, I don't even know, man. It just happens and they just deal with it. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. something like that. You don't even expect it. Then it's just like someone else just gets a chance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Someone moved up. He might have. I don't know. Was that when Tavares was on a slump, and then he he might have scored that game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, dude, it's just how fuck, yeah. it's all timing for somebody to do somebody to step up. Yeah. Because no one's taking his spot. That's no secret, or that's obviously not happening. Mm-hmm. So Lights a fire think. under his ass too. Yeah. Everyone else's ass. If somebody can go, if somebody can go and t- jump that top line, then the coach has confidence in that guy. Yeah. So then, man, that once Matthews is back, now this guy's confidence is buzzing. That was just up there. Like now, his line's playing better. Yeah. So, no man. Everything's no. timing, man. Timing in hockey is fucking crazy. Yeah. So ideally, you want that timing to happen at like playoffs, really. Yeah, of course. Everyone to connect, and then you can just kind of build off that and go into the next game, and then man. And then by the end, everyone's playing so well, and then your team's just working. If if you got your t- if the entire team is rolling and going into the playoffs, like you, nobody wants to face You're you. Dangerous, yeah, hundred yeah. percent, absolutely. Uh, just look. Let's even take a step away from hockey all altogether. But like now, like what is on the dock and what's going on for Pinner? I, I know you're up to a few things. Why don't you Why don't you let us know like what's on the horizon and what's going on with you currently? Yeah, so that's like so that's also another topic too about hockey or players or athletes retiring after hockey. Not retiring, but like go jumping into your second career because you're later now in the game. So Yeah. And I got out of hockey and I was thinking, I was like, what the fuck am I gonna do now? <laughs> it gives you a great start in life, but then yeah. like ultimately like good jobs and shit, they wanna see like schooling or they wanna see some fucking card or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. Because you got education. Now that you're like a good guy, they just wanna see some something to show them. Yeah. So that was the most difficult. So I was like getting, I was thinking like, maybe I should do medical sales, do this. So I was just talking to guys. I was like, man, that's not, I don't want to. That's not you. Away from yeah. I was just away from them all the time. Yeah. I could jump into hockey and be like, be a scout, but then the scouts are on the road 15 days a month. Yeah. So was like, dude, I don't want to do that either. Like, I want to finally like stay home. Like, I got a family and shit. And yeah. <clears throat> So you just think. So now I just got to, I always used to like build shit when I was younger, build houses and renovate. So I got into like some renovation stuff. Yeah. Exactly. And then now I'm coaching some under 13 AAA hockey team next year. So yeah, I start recruiting and then I'll do the, the coaching side and see that side of hockey. But it's hard to like completely leave the game just because you've been in, you've been it for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Any, any any wants or any need or any desire even to get into any type of broadcasting role or anything like that when it comes to radio because uh, obviously there's always going to be a need for having some analysts that are behind the scenes uh, when it when it when it comes to talking about the sport that you know so well. Yeah, like I haven't really thought about that, man. To be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah, I never really. No one really brought it to my attention. I never like pursued it. I got a couple guys that do like do some hockey podcasts and stuff. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, man. I was honestly, I was just kind of, cause I got two young kids too. Like, yeah. Now I have these two things going on. Like shit gets busy and then it's, like, yeah. no kidding. I was going to say you have a full-time job now yeah, at home. It's crazy. <laughs> it's getting so busy. Like, yeah, you know, I bet it's time, bonkers. By the time they go to bed, you're just like, dude, now you just go right to the couch. I don't get yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, got, you know got an hour or two to yourself and it's you better get your sleep in you know how about this you're just the down by two podcast hockey insider steve pinizzato right yeah. here you're you're, you're you're our intern now so this is here we go <laughs> done congratulations it that's doesn't it. pay well yeah no it pays like shit <laughs> <laughs> one more time that's that's Steve Pinizzato, uh, former NHL player. Man, thank you so much for being able to jump on the podcast. Really do appreciate you jumping on. And, uh, yo, going to have to hook you up with some tickets next time. We're going to coordinate things a little bit better. And I'm uh, going to let you know where we're playing at next and uh, get you some tickets for free. We'll bring out Oakville. It'll be a good time. <laughs> Love it. Thanks, thanks, fellas. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Thanks, it, was a, it was a treat. No problem, boys. That was great. that is episode 25 in the books my word that was uh you know a lot going on in that episode it was fantastic sitting down with pinner pinner baby steven pinos auto uh yo uh, just just an absolute g uh love having him uh on the show definitely want to have him back as well um yeah any 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 thoughts as to you know just do you think that you had what it takes to even remotely come close to living the kind of life that steve Pinzato has and having that kind of career no shot absolutely <laughs> no not shot. I'm so vanilla and need my predictability and so not <laughs> athletic like him. Yo. <laughs> I don't have the chance of having the guy anyone that comes built. on this show. He is a machine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he talks about how broken down his body is. And I'm just like, man, I would be crippled if that was me. Yeah. Yo, I was I did squats on Monday <laughs> and it wasn't even anything to fucking write home about. It was probably everyone was probably laughing at me at least i thought so while i was doing them bro i work from and home and i've been crippled for all week i work from home and i'm already busted and i do <laughs> fucking nothing i move around and do a couple clicks a day <laughs> you work you know you work from home and you're beat up my my, ex- my, my exercise is, is pressing up on my standing desk yeah. <laughs> i need yeah. to get you a walker or something oh i need to be on a treadmill you're or on something. long-term ir no pinner, <laughs> pinner was an absolute beauty he's 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 the exact type of person that we love having on these shows just a kind of a blue collar kind of athlete. guy's guy man Man, he made guy. it to the top, but kind of under the radar. But uh, he experienced the the highs and lows of it, and yeah, it's man. cool getting that insight. And love, I just love having guests on the show that that have more to say about you know pr- playing puck professionally because we've had people like Shane Corson on the show, yeah, and who's just like had a storied NHL career, and then we have people like Martin Martin Saint Pierre. And, and Steve Benizzato on the show that talk about life, you know, outside of the NHL and how much fun and how, and how incredible it was to play overseas as that, well. You know, those ones always got me with uh, Marty and with Pinner. Yeah. Always thinking about, man, that's kind of cool to wrap up a professional career. Marty more so made a full professional career overseas. Oh, yeah. Um, but he could have cool ran for president of Kazakhstan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also that constant hunger and drive to yeah. secure your job and and still yeah. be employed right like not everybody oh, yeah. has Absolutely. that opportunity so and it's for the love 100%. of the game man yeah. it was for the love of the game so that's uh that 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 about does it there was a lot of a lot of stuff dropping here um shout out to uh bet stamp as well i'm really really excited to bring you more news on that um so stay tuned um uh, for josh elijah 
Mike Fulmer, Jesse McKay, a.k.a. Birdman. It's your boys. It's the team. Make sure you like, share, subscribe. This is it. The Down by Two Podcast. See you episode 26. Cheers! Hey listeners, I'm Christy. And I'm Melissa. And this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. And that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer in such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster. And not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100%. Because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. I'm Jeff Woods and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com.